Welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a Fallway podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. Hello, my name is Joe, and this week we are gathered here to say, Hey Chris, you were our only friend, and I know this is belated, but welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Chris Hutton is here. I've I've been waiting for, for this day for a long time. And it just makes me thankful that my parents didn't name me Save Rock and Roll. <laughs> Thank God. Welcome to the show, Chris Hutton, dear boy. I don't remember why you were called that at one point. but Dear boy. I, re- I remember you tweeting about being the podcast's dear boy, and I don't know what that means. But I, I don't know. One it. of you two probably said it at some point. I don't remember saying it, but I believe I, I have... could have said it. I don't remember, but I believe it. It's fine. We went through a nice streak there where, like, I would always be like driving to to work, listening to this podcast, and then like one of you would be like, "Oh, Chris is probably listening, driving to work," and I would be like, in my car, I'm like, "I am." <laughs> <laughs> That's, that might be that might be what Spider Man pointing to. meme, but it's just Chris in his car. <laughs> <laughs> that, you, yeah, it's just you pointing at yourself. But you're finally here. I don't I don't know at what point we decided. Oh, we have to have Chris on for this song because. It, I think it was because of the joke of, hey, Chris, you were our only friend. Oh, 100%. This isn't your favorite song at all, as far as I know. No, I I've, I mean, I've heard it before, but like, I, I only, you know, it's it's funny that they mentioned uh, belated in the lyrics, because I think I have gotten these lyrics in birthday texts before. <laughs> like, like, people will send me these lyrics as a way of telling me happy birthday, which is weird. But, but thanks, Riley. That was nice of you, probably. I was going to, I was going to say, like, have I done that? No, not you. <laughs> that seems like a thing. It might be too on brand for me to do, though. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It, I did send you the lyrics when I told you that it was your. It was time for this episode, though. Yes, yeah. Which, like, there was like a weird miscommunication too. Not that anyone cares about this behind-the-scenes scheduling drama, but like, <laughs> like really early on, I think we had like agreed, or maybe I just like made this up because I was like, it's so obvious. Of course, I'm going to be on for the the Hey Chris episode. But then, like, a long stretch went by, and you're like, Hey, do you want to do this episode? And I was like, I thought I already was. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I it's very possible that I asked and then because I didn't write it down I did not know that we had planned it because we were like a year into this podcast when I decided to make a real schedule mm-hmm. and yeah. that was partly because I wanted to know how much of our lives we had left that's exactly in this why podcast. you did it and I said go with God and then you did it <laughs> then I ad- I just added a column for guests and said hey who up and then uh it's now time for Chris to be here. If I, Chris, is your favorite song still Head First Line? Um, I mean, that one's like always up there. I was just remembering, um, I don't actually, is it called Calm Before the Storm? I really like that one as well. Yes, off of the same record. Yeah, it kind of alternates. I don't know. There's a lot of Fall Out Boy songs that I like grew up with and, and like about the same. I don't think mm-hmm. that there's probably like at least like five of them. They're just kind of sitting in a, in a row, like nice little ducks that would be in a music video of theirs. I'm sure. I, I, I feel like there's a like like a lot of songs that would really fight for my number like four spot. Yeah. Like that have like 10 songs tied for fourth. First three are probably easy. And then everything after that midsection of fours doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about YouTube, but for me, it's like growing up when I did, like, it's hard not to have, like, even just, like, Sugar We're Going Down Swinging as, like, one of the, the top five. It's just mm-hmm. that was, like, I, you know, distinctly remember all the all the places I was with all the people I was with, like, when that song was, was big and stuff, so. It's a classic. It's very good. I think Grenade Jumper is one of the songs tied for fourth on my list. 
that high. And in, in, in the not very specific metaphor I just described. But yeah, the th- this song fucking slaps really goddamn hard. <laughs> this is unexpected. I thought this was going to be kind of like a, yeah, this is good. I was I'm blown away that it's like, there's so much energy in this song, and it's it's. I think it's one of the highlights on this record for me because I am 100% on board with the message of the lyrics. <laughs> Our friends are cool, hell yeah, let's shred. No, there's nothing questionable about that. All killer, no filler. I gotta say, I was really relieved that they didn't happen to drop my name in one of their violent misogyny songs. Like, I just, like, happened to be able to come on, a, on an episode where we could just, like, be like, oh, this is nice. Mm-hmm. Exclusively good vibes. Yeah. Caitlin, how do you feel about Grenade Jumper? I really like it. It's definitely one of my favorites of the earlier stuff. Just because it's just a nice song about a nice friend. I wish I want them to make more nice songs about nice friends. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like funny though. Like I, 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 that makes it sound like I like, like this song's whatever. I did. Um, it was funny because like, I've listened to it before, obviously. I listened to it once through just like, oh, that podcast is coming up. I should probably like, you know, hear it and uh I, I played it and i was like yeah okay that's a that's an enjoyable song and then i was like well now it's time for my lyrics listen and then it was like oh shit i'm relating at first like yeah, the very first line is like oh okay well i too like the kids that i grew up with so now we're like we're on good good footing and then it starts to get more and more specific and it's like i'm like having all these memories of like my friends coming to my wrestling shows and like going out to eat afterwards and whatever else and like you know a lot of times that meant that they traveled from the quad cities to chicago or whatever so someone would have been driving three hours to to come see me or whatever so that was like it was nice and then like the more the song went on i was like oh like i actually like can directly like apply my life to this and that like is drawing me into the song more than i would have expected at first and this is one of the few fallout boy songs that doesn't directly reference chicago it's true yeah, it's right? weird that it's like very much a hometown song feeling uh-huh. but it's one of the few that they don't mention chicago yeah, they wanted to really make it accessible to all the other, their fans who have friends. Although, well, friends named Chris. <laughs> yeah, there's enough of us that I think you're probably pretty safe. It's a common name. Yeah. There's the the whole the whole debate of what what Chris is the best actor out of all like twenty of them. Also, the answer is Chris Pine. Which one of them was friends with Fall Out Boy growing up and went to all their shows? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't even really be surprised, like, honestly, of all the, like, weird connections, if somehow Pete went to, like, yeah, I'm huge friends with, with Chris Pine. I'd be like, yeah, I believe it. And then Chris Hemsworth used to beat him up. <laughs> I believe that, too. Yeah, the the best thing I, I could say about the song before I started getting into lyrics, because once I did, then I was like, okay, this is, like, taking on, like, a whole new, like, meaning, and I, I like the song a lot more. Even before... I was tying it directly to like wrestling, which is obviously helped by, I mean, I can relate to the lyrics more than they can with this, like coming home with busted lips and such. Like that's like even more me than, than fallout boy. But, um, but before that, like the, the best thing I could say about it is just like by sound alone, it definitely could have been a backyard wrestling music video song. That was another question I had is if it was, if it was among, uh, any, any backyard videos you, you had seen. I, I never saw it used, but it's so in the vein of, like, songs that people did use that, like, it's right... I mean, like, Calm Before the Storm is one of my favorites because it was used in a in a really mm. good uh, yarding video back in the day. And so, like, anything that has that kind of sound is instantly, like, endearing to me. Um, so yeah. that was, like, probably, like, the first uh, move in its favor was just, like, that, that, that Fall Out Boy tone. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that, and that's the thing that I really like about uh, this record overall 
Um, not to narrow cast too much, but what do you think the Venn diagram is on backyard wrestling songs and songs that belong on the burnout soundtracks? <laughs> um, I think there's less in common than you would think, but there's a few in there. Because, like, backyard wrestling songs, like, so, like, I mean, this is a whole tangent. The, like, I know. Throughout, throughout its, like, history, like, it started out being pretty much, like, the stuff you'd expect. Like, you know, new metal and, like, you know, corn and whatever. And then it started to, like, kind of morph. And then you get, like, okay, a little bit more, like, pop punk sounds here. And then by the end, it was, like, people were just, like, going wild with it. Like, they were just, like, straight up, like, pop songs. Like, we were wrestling to Katy Perry. I love that. It got a little bit more outside the box. And so, like, the burnout songs are, like, those kind of, like, starter ones where you'd be like, yeah, of course, like, you know, they both have corn or whatever. But, like, uh, <laughs> eventually people started to get a little, a little bit more creative with their song usage. So, Well, it, t- to me, it sounds like backyard wrestling just slowly decided to up its tempo over and like over and over again through the years <laughs> i i have to so i have to imagine in that middle sweet spot of like those pop punky sounds because like goldfinger probably did both mm-hmm. if i had to if i had to like guess yeah it seems likely i think there is a fallout boy song from this record on burnout because i feel like i asked wheels this and they were like i was like what's the most likely one and they were like there just is one <laughs> and then the egg was on my face yeah there you go yeah no i i think uh the opening of this song is just like it's one of the ones that just makes me go feral right off the bat it's a tight 3 minutes uh the energy never lets up andy fucking destroys this song top to bottom um some really great well it's just everything kind of firing on all cylinders for specifically me like, I feel like I don't have, like, a lot to say about it musically other than just I like it. It's, it's kind of one of those. It's just got, it, it got good old Fall Out Boy guitar. Yes, I love the tones on it. Yeah, I, th- I think, like, all of the sections that are not the chorus sound great. Um, in particular, I, uh, I really like, well, my note was originally, I like the vocal layering at the end mm-hmm. and like, and the harmonizing as well. And then I realized that there's like seven different sections of different vocal layering at the end. There's and, so much. And they're all, they're all good though, is the thing. Yeah, no, there's like three Patrick's and then there's a guest vocal, Jeff Warren, who apparently is in a band called Knockout. Never heard of him or the band before now, but I, this listen uh, before this episode, I was like, I think that's a different voice, but it doesn't sound like it's a little too clean for Pete. And I didn't think it was Joe or anyone either. But yeah, the Genius.com, please don't sponsor us, uh, says that it's Jeff Warren. Um, but yeah, there's like so many layers going on in this like big, it's not like obnoxious. It's not like there's too many or too much going on. Like they all work together really, really well. Yeah, and they, like, add them in in, like, different sections of the song so it, like, appropriately feels like a build. Like, you two mm-hmm. have talked about so many times on this show before about, like, sometimes, like, they're they're pretty good at, at that, about making the, that, like, on their way out of the song, like, adding in new elements that helps it feel like it's escalating. And that definitely is, is happening here, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the only other note I really have for how it sounds would be the way that Patrick sings the phrase Big Shot Talent is one of my favorite things I think the man has ever done. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's a weirdly specific uh, bullshit thing, I would say, as as I do on all my shows. Uh, but, like, it's really one, like, the way he strings together the syllables of, like, like a big shot talent butt at the end of the day. Like, it just, it just slides off so smooth in, in a way that, like, Patrick is, is really good at. I'm going to have to go back and listen for that because I didn't notice anything... Uh out of the ordinary about it but there is um 
you know, the fun thing about Patrick Stump is uh, there's no way he says town in that first verse. Like, I don't know what he says, but it's not what they attribute to it lyrically. Like, it just, like, y- you know how he has a way of, like, pronouncing things and that he's not really pronouncing them? He, yeah, there's, it, he moves sometimes a little too quick to get every syllable, but I'm usually here for it. Yeah, Patrick is a little bit of a mumble man. Uh-huh, <laughs> mumble man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the lead character of, of Happy Feet, Mumbles, is actually based on Patrick, Patrick Stump. Stump. yeah. Yeah. That's true. Voiced by Elijah Wood, who I do think would make a good young Patrick Stump. They're both known for being people that other people like, right? <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't ha- I've never heard anything negative about Elijah Wood. He recently did that Animal Crossing thing that was yeah. got him and a lot of attention. A, he's a fellow Iowa boy, so of course I love him. And he's Frodo, so that rips. He is Frodo. He's got aggressive eyes, <laughs> that, that Elijah Wood. Yeah, he definitely has, like, perpetually very wide eyes. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, oh, he's like a newborn baby. Just the whole world is always like awe-inspiring to him. There's something, I will say this though, on, in terms of the sound, there's something about the chorus that's holding it back for me. I think I like started saying that earlier that like basically every section except the chorus sounds great to me. Mm. There's something about the chorus that's holding it back for me, but maybe part of it is just the weirdness of having your name in a song. <laughs> like honestly, uh. like there, there's like, you know, like, that, it's, I don't know. It's like a weird kind of thing about like hearing your name in general sometimes and like, Sure. He, hearing it like be like barked out in a song like this is like maybe it's just kind of uncomfortable in and of itself because I, I don't know what else about it is like bothering me per se. I'm on like some ethereal realm where I barely feel connected to my name, so I feel like whenever I do, like I, also I spell my name a way that typically I don't see. So whenever I do see it spelled correctly, I usually do like the the Leo point at whatever. I'm listening to or watching, but other th- yeah, I can't I can't relate to to specifically being like oh I can't like this because it has uh, a, a name in it. But I guess I s- could see it. it. It's very prominent. It's not like an offhanded name in a in a verse like they <laughs> no. would regularly do. Pete and I, had, uh, fucking what was the something Astoria? We went over that for like a year. Uh, it's a bullshit lyric. Uh, but like they were say Chris so many times in this. No, song. Patrick Stump addresses me repeatedly. <laughs> Like, he really wants me to know that I was their only friend and that even uh-huh. though it's belated, they love me back, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, it's good to know that my patronage has been rewarded. Six times. That exact <laughs> that exact refrain, that couplet, comes at you six fucking times <laughs> in this three sub-three-minute song. It's like a tight 258. I just realized what this is. Is This is just like a reflection back at me of like what it must be like to be my friend because I'm constantly telling everyone I love them. And mm-hmm. so eventually it's like, damn, dude, I get it. You said it six <laughs> times. Like, it's a good song. I like it. Yeah, it's good. Are we, um, are we supposed to do um, lyrics? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. That, is, that is a thing that we do, yeah. Look at Chris, listener of the show. <laughs> Look, I I think honestly, there's some argument to be made that I am like the number one fan of the show, considering the um the the aforementioned run where I was always tweeting at you about the episode, and then started getting mentioned in the episode, and then like the universe like put us together where I would always be in the car at the right moment. I'm just saying, there's a there's a lot of evidence here that would put me in the number one spot. I'm willing to give it to you. Thanks.
Are you allowed to be the number one listener and also just a friend of the show? Like, at what point does that? I mean, I think you can be both, right? Because both of those things can be true. Like, Chris is our friend, and also it's possible he's the biggest fan. It is well, possible. I'm open think, to it. I think my heart takes in beat with these kids that I grew up with, living like life's going out of style. Uh-huh. And you came to watch us play like a big shot talent. But at the end of the day, you know where we come from and where we call home. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah, that's Chris at us, actually. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Hey, Chris, you were our only friend. And I know this is belated, but I think you might be the number one listener of the podcast. <laughs> we're basically done reading the lyrics now, right? And then that's pretty well, much but, it. <laughs> but then I think Caitlin might have an idea of what uh, they will say in response to that. Uh, so they'll say... It's not worth it. So we'll leave this town in ruin. Living life. Like is going out of style. And you came to watch us play like the uh, quote unquote big shot talent. But at the end of the day, you know, those busted lips we take back home. Amen. That's so true. So true. You were our only friend times two. <laughs> Does that mean it's Chris's turn to read the bridge? This is the most avant-garde shit we've just, ever done. You're just skipping stuff <laughs> really We're just having a time. Why... We're just vibing with our friend Chris, who is uh-huh. our only friend. <laughs> Yeah, well, and you know, the, the good thing about being your only friend is that I know you would be there either way. I'm so glad it seems like these times will never fade. <laughs> so I'll tell everyone how much this means to me. Hey, Kat, you're here. This means a lot to me that I'm on this podcast with Joe and Caitlin right now. <laughs> <laughs> the most nonplussed, I believe it, continues scrolling phone. <laughs> tell Kat I said hi. Hi. <laughs> they say hi. Hi, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so now that i've told everyone how much this means to me i mean that is we did cover every lyric in the song in that very in that very good bit yeah i guess the outro is just more of the same huh yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of repetition in this one yeah the outro is a mix of the bridge and the chorus refrain but i think yeah i think it's all good though yeah these have to be their their like nicest lyrics like period I can't think of another song that I enjoy this thoroughly and don't have any eyebrow raises. It's just sweet. It is. And there might be another song like that. I just can't think of one off the top of my head. You know, though, there is something to be said about how long they waited to tell their friend they love them back. You know, this person's been supporting them this whole time and coming to their shows and, and they just waited until they got this a belated. studio album deal to say it. Like, I don't know. Maybe that is suspect. <laughs> uh, I, here's the thing. I think in for me, I think it represents a self-reflection because they know this is belated they are joe, owning up to it joe you know fallout boy doesn't self-reflect i think this is the time i think this might be the one instance where i'm like this because here's the thing this album isn't exclusively written by pete wentz so there's a very good chance that patrick self-reflected and that i believe <laughs> pete wentz tried to stop him's like no no self-reflecting <laughs> and he, he gets it through the last moment and then uh-huh. there's like a burst of light and then this song comes out on the on the record that's exactly what happened i think so we cracked the code uh caitlin and joe i have a question for the two of you mm-hmm. okay why is it called this grenade jumper yeah I don't know. There, there is a theory by a genius commenter on here that it's bad. Um, I'll read it Weird. from genius commenter uh, SCO with a capital C. Uh, a grenade jumper is one of a group of males who seeks out the least attractive of a group of females, a oh. grenade, so that the rest of his friends have a chance with the grenade's friends. Now, that is a... a, 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 a I've a heard that term. That became well-known through Jersey Shore, like several, several years later. 
I am not sure when it like actually became a thing, but I kind of doubt that's what this wholesome song about friendship is about. Probably not, unless, you know, we just pan over and the Chris that they're talking about actually sucks. Like, that would be a bummer. And I I don't want to consider that a possibility. But for me, I never cared what it meant, because it's a Fall Out Boy song title. But it did, I I always just assumed it was similar to a rocket jump in the video game Halo. Mm, Which you might have played with your oldest friends. Yes. Although I don't, I have to, there's a good chance that Halo came out, like, after this fucking song. I'm gonna Google it. Combat Evolved. <laughs> no, this game's older than I thought. It very well could be. Because that's a 2001 game. Came out on my mom's birthday. So many fucking things have come out on my mom's birthday. Uh, but this like song would be... Des- yes. And uh, <laughs> so this song would be just under two years older than that. So it could be a Halo reference. That's what I'm choosing to believe. You got any uh, any ideas, Caitlin? I don't have a single fucking clue, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no thoughts. Head empty. <laughs> that is me. I am just a body vibing. Um, <laughs> no, I have no idea. Um, I just, whenever this song comes on, literally, like, my brain just, like, goes into bop mode. And I'm just like, this yeah. is nice. And I don't think about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real good bop for that. I've decided to think about it because it, it is like being the song that has my name in it that people tie me to. And they're like, oh, yeah, Grenade Jumper. And so then I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it's a little like, it's a little like, ooh. But especially given that it's Fallout Boy, I feel like I hearing the title, I would expect it to be like shitty and not wholesome and sweet. But also like that's a very Fallout Boy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they they've, they've I forgot that term existed. Um, yeah. And I... I'm now like, yeah, they've used other weird terms like that, and they also are very bad at having just a genuinely sincere thing exist in the world, um, mm-hmm. or especially before, you know, like 2013 or whatever. Oh, you know what, but though? Yeah. What, what, year, what year do you say the album came out? 2003. You know when the Urban Dictionary post for Grenade was posted? No. 2003. Did Fall Out Boy invent this? The theory, the I theory hope not. is... The theory is starting to hold some water here, but it is funny that like the comment that I saw this in, which you couldn't even find because you have to like click on the thing to, like expose I was it. like looking for it when you said it. I was like, "Fucking where?" Yeah, but it's very funny because the the person who wrote that um <laughs> it says that they marked the um initial description as missing something, so they're like, uh, "Excuse me, you didn't put down that it's about uh grenades, uh the, the term for d- uh, being rude to women." I'm uh, sorry, that this, this follow up boy description isn't uh good enough because this doesn't have the misogyny. Yeah, I just love like the the idea that they marked it as like, "Oh, you're missing something." Actually, I'm very certain this is what it is, and it needs to be on here. I like the comment that came five years ago that just says, Migos also wrote a song dedicated to their fans, fan base, dot, dot, dot. Or maybe it was about weed. Either way. And then four downvotes. they down got votes. slammed. They got <laughs> slammed with dislikes. Everyone's like, shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. Ugh. Yeah, that's great. I feel like we've had episodes where we said something on par with that, though. So I hope, I don't know if those episodes also get uh, slammed. We've definitely had songs where we just talk about bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. But that but that's like different bullshit though. That's like, that's like not just bullshit. That's like them trying to like bash like an artist. Who's like, oh, all they talk about is weed. It's like probably like a racist white person. Like, it's very you know possible. I mean? like, the kinds of people that's like, oh, all they talk about is like money and hoes. Like that, that was like the thing I always heard like growing up in like school and stuff from people that didn't like rap music. So I feel like mm-hmm. that's why everyone was like, man, fuck you. Like. We like our songs about weed. Leave us alone. 
Yeah, Wiz Khalifa. That's like all he does. I like his music. The only thing I know about Wiz Khalifa really is that he did that weed tour with Fall Out Boy, and I almost mm-hmm. went to it. Wait, Fall Out Boy did a weed tour? We, yeah, yeah, it was called The Boys of Summer, and it was Zummer them. with a Z. Oh, with Zummer, that's right. It was them and Ew. Wiz Khalifa, and I think there was one other artist. I can't remember, uh, but it was supposed to come to Fiddler's Green. Or I think it did come to Fiddler's Green, and I was supposed to go, and then I didn't. It's a damn I... good venue selection it for really that tour. <laughs> um, but I was like, you know what I don't need to do is pay money and drive two hours to go see Fall Out Boy and Wiz Khalifa. <laughs> yeah, that's not how you want to spend your summer. No. It's really not. I had already, because at that point I already seen Fall Out Boy like three times, and I like am not really familiar with Wiz Khalifa, so I was like, you know what? I'm good. Shame they didn't do that last year, then it could have been, like, hot boy summer. Damn! They really fucked up. They fucked up. Should have saw into the future. Do you think Patrick Stump has ever smoked weed? Yeah. Uh, I think so. Yeah, why not? He did, I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that's why he seems so fucking chill. But it just seems like, I don't know, there's something about the energy he puts off where I'm like, I don't think he does it regularly. I bet he's tried it. He's, he might have. It's very possible. We're going to get, like, Patrick's mom on the podcast to, like, find out the secret history. I respect his personal space too much, but (laughs) maybe a a good uh, top-tier guest. You have no idea how to market your show for Mother's Day, Joe. No. Well, it's over now, so. (laughs) Um, I really like this song. I realized that I had made it sound like I was, like, more, like, uh, more meh on it than I really am. It's really good. Oh, I think think the shock was at how high it was for me. I don't think that... Because there's a lot of songs from this band that are extremely good and are far down my list just by virtue of how many good songs there are. Yeah, I, I that's a, yeah. I I think this song is really good and I really enjoy it, but it wouldn't even like it wouldn't be near my top anything. Doesn't crack the tin. No, but that's fine. Yeah, they tried really hard to appeal to specifically me, and it just didn't work. <laughs> and they accidentally appealed specifically to me instead. Yeah, but I do, I do really like it. And the cool thing about doing this podcast is that I got to like learn because I'm. A, this is like an infamous thing about me with some of my other friends like, who like music podcasts and stuff. They're like really into music and stuff. Is like I don't listen to lyrics like hardly at all. Like mm. uh, I just go like purely by like how stuff sounds, and then like I listen to something like seventy times. And I'm like, oh, that's what they're talking about. Like then I'll start to catch lyrics later. But like by nature of doing the show where I had to like look at the lyrics, then I like learned more quickly oh like i actually have like a weird amount in common with this and like it can mean something to me now and now i like the song more than i have before and then i would have otherwise so thanks for that uh that cool little opportunity happy to provide thanks for coming on the show i this i I don't have anything else to say about it so i don't know if we want to swing into the back the back part of it i was gonna say that i'm very i'm very lyrics heavy just to be the opposite of you (laughs) yeah no i think a lot of people are I think a lot of people are the opposite of me. The worst part about it, let me tell you, is that you, I can be listening to something that's like mad offensive for like months before I realize. Mm. And that's like, oh no. Like, hey, us too. Have you, like, this happens a lot on the show, actually. Well, but again, though, Patrick Stump, like, just like makes up words. Right. Like, mm-hmm. he makes it like really hard to know. Caitlin, do you have any closing thoughts on, uh, on this, on this track? I don't know. It just, I just like it. It's just like a nice little summer song. Mm-hmm. This is a very good song to back this was uh I think I've said this on the f- podcast before, but back when I smoked cigarettes, this would have been, was my go to record to just like turn on very loudly and keep my window open so I could hear it when I stood outside to smoke. 
which I'm sure was like a nuisance to everyone who lived around me, but I was yeah, young enough to not give a shit. Right. It's a good track. Yeah. No uh no argument here. Thank you again, Chris, uh, for joining. For being your only friend. So yeah, and yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know this is belated. <laughs> I know it's belated, but you know. we do love you back. And some people might know that you're my co-host on a podcast about Evangelion. They might know that uh, last week, as of the time this episode came out, we just covered the end of Evangelion. We'll be doing Gunbuster next. But if they don't know that, or even if they do, where else could they find you and other stuff you do on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Topher Disgrace. Uh, on there, I've got a uh, a website that's mine on my bio where you can find uh, all the podcasts that I do, all the podcasts I've ever guessed on, which will soon include this one, and uh, like movies I've made, stuff like that. And uh, I also recently made a, a Twine game, a little text-based choose-your-own-adventure game about my experiences being an indie, indie wrestler that I brought up on this episode that is called Be the Indie Wrestler, and I believe that is in my pinned tweet currently, specifically in addition to being on the website. Hell yeah. It's good. I'm not, I didn't write about it because conflict of interest, but. <laughs> oh, Kaylin, K- did you play it? Yeah. Did I know that you played it? I don't know. We talked about, I told you that I wanted to play it on private. Oh, well, that's so sweet that you played it. Now I feel like this song all over again where my friends came to, <laughs> to my show. Yeah, no, I played it. I liked it. Um, I just oh. didn't talk about it or write about it on Uppercut because it seemed like a yeah, conflict that makes of sense. interest. Since that makes me pounds. really happy that that makes me really happy that games journalist Kaylin liked my game. <laughs> games journalist TM. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta add a new like uh, pull quote on the on the art that says like I loved it, but I couldn't talk about it because conflict of interest to anonymous. Yeah. And then like the, there'll be a picture on like attributed a to the quote, and it'd be like on those like um, true crime shows where they have like the the informant like all like blacked out, and they'll be mm-hmm. like the shape of Caitlyn. The Shape of Caitlyn is my favorite Guillermo del Toro movie. <laughs> it's honestly just me making out with the mother. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I, I'm i going to be on a, another music show with you <gasps> soon. You I'm an idiot. I, I should have plugged I don't, that. I, 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 was, I was like, I don't know how to plug it because it hasn't happened yet. But <laughs> Yeah, no, sorry. I, it's so dumb. The other podcast that I'm a part of uh, that I mentioned on here on the other music show that I'm on, there's a show called Musicology. A rotating cast of guests, but hosted by uh, the lovely Ben Schwinn and Liz Mastalio, cover um, an album or two albums in comparison with each other, or a um, a one hit wonder. It's basically just like you know covering lots of bases uh, musically. But Joe and I are going to be doing an episode on the Wonder Years' Greatest Generation. Uh, so that's going to be real Whoa. fun. So yeah, um, keep an eye out for that on the uh, on Musicology. Hell yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm expecting you to carry me because, like, I, I don't. You couldn't tell from this. I don't know how to talk about music, so like. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, that is a. There's a lot of songs in that record that we screamed together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at a, at a at a concert, so um, I'm sure we'll be fine. But yes, I, I'll plug that again when it's out on the show. We're recording a few episodes out of order again, so I'll mention it eventually. <laughs> I think this is the part where I lean away from the microphone and go, Kaylin. Yes, Joe. Where can people find you on the internet and the things that you don't have conflict of interest to write about? <laughs> uh, so you can find me on twitter.com at CG and eight R's. And you can also find me on my aforementioned mostly video game site, uppercut crit, um, dot com. The site itself is called uppercut. And yeah, I write about games that aren't by people who are my dear friends. <laughs> <laughs>
You can find myself on social media, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. Um, I make so much shit. I don't know. Caitlin is uh joining they them theirs for the month of May. It hasn't That's happened cool. yet, but mm-hmm. based on when I think this episode is gonna come out, I should probably mention it. <laughs> uh we're gonna be talking about monster movies over there. Yeah. I'm really looking forward I'm to sure that. I'm sure Caitlin will keep that very appropriate. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. There I mean, yeah. <laughs> It's not like I enjoy. I it's not like I suggested <laughs> the movie that's about monsters and sex. It's fine. Uh-huh. How how do you how do you feel about like that being like, one of your most like famous traits now, Caitlin? Like, like, they did it to themselves. It's true. No, I love it. I make money off of that, so I'm ecstatic. <laughs> that rules. That's I great. get paid for that. <laughs> do do what you love, and you won't work a day in your life. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I I, I this was work. It, it is work, but I get paid for it, which is incredible. Yes. <laughs> if I have to work, I want it to be this. Chris, uh, did you did you come up with a pairing? I did give you the heads up. Oh, you know, I'm a fool and uh I did, but I can't remember the name of it. It's it's a it's a song by uh Chunk No Captain Chunk that was Hell also yeah. in a yard video and I believe it has lyrics about friends. That's like half their fucking songs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to dig up the exact one I'm thinking of. There's a good chance it's on the... I know there's Chunk No Chapter and Chunk on this fucking playlist, probably. I don't know. They're like the greatest band in the world. Every every day, not every day, that's an exaggeration, but very often, I think about a, a tweet that I have a screenshot of on my phone that says, if Chunk No Captain Chunk was around in the 60s, no one would care about the Beatles. <laughs> Should we just say that there will be a Chunk No Captain Chunk song on there and then yeah it's it's a surprise everyone go everyone go look like it's christmas morning to the spotify (laughs) playlist but oh boy i can't wait to see what uncle chris got i mean i was like i just take the trunk no captain trunk song i don't know what it's called uh we need to make a dragon ball z themed uh cover band for them called trunks no captain trunks oh that's pretty good (laughs) ginyu no captain ginyu (laughs) also good yeah i think that's oh I, i also should probably plug the twitter for this show uh which is swgd pod um I'm sorry. I just got a very funny text that I think you both will appreciate. Oh, please. Uh, Monty just sent me a text of a PowerPoint that she made about a column pitch that she has. Uh, and the subtitle says, brought to you yet again by another manic episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's like half my fucking projects at all That's times. Like all of Uppercut's content. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I think that's the podcast. <laughs> Thanks so for having me. Yes, Joe. Oh, uh, it's just more than you bargained for yet. No, this was about what I expected. Yeah, same. Chris, how are you feeling on the bargains? Bargains are cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't, I don't know what's coming next, so I can't. Yet again, I can't make the 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 cheeky reference to whether or not I like next week's song. We'll be back next Wednesday. And we'll still be talking about Fall Out Boy, I can promise you that. And until then... I'll be listening in my car.
Jory, have you ever watched the anime called One Piece? Yeah, Joe. I watch for a podcast that we do. What? You know, we are watching One Piece. I started watching it so you could rewatch it, and then we talk about it sometimes. I have I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, we don't do it super frequently. Once a month, the best. Did Did you forget? We analyze the story and discuss the show's themes, characters, compare it to other media, and how it provides an allegory for real life politics and events. I I must have forgotten. What? Where can I listen to remind myself? You can listen at the Orange Groves Podcast Network or search for We Are Watching One Piece in your favorite podcast app. What's a podcast? 